Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Lisa Murphy, Head of People at uh, Scurry. And we're talking today about a very important topic. At the moment, COVID-19 is going massive around the world. And right now, one of the biggest worries is how do companies get prepared to do remote working? So Lisa here is going to give us some health and tips. Hi Lisa, how are you doing? I'm good, Ronan. How are you? Great, great, thanks. I'm, I'm good in, in what's turned to be a very strange day. Listen, in Apple, about a mile ago, in Apple they announced one of their, one of their workers has the uh, virus in, in Cork. Yeah, certainly. I heard that as well. I think it's yeah the topic on everyone's agenda at the moment is COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um, and really, I suppose the whole question around working from home and remote work, everyone's just talking about it right now. So, how do we go about doing this? What's the first steps that you recommend they should do to get this in place? Um, so yeah, I suppose just in terms of Scurry, um, we are, I suppose, set up for remote work in that we do have some remote employees. Yeah. Um, have we ever had a day where we've had the whole work for force working remotely? We're still talking about that and how we can actually go about that. Um, but essentially, I think you know companies are at the stage now where they really need to plan they need to put supports in place for employees because it's not just a case of do our employees have internet connection do they have a workspace it's much more that is the social element still covered for employees so people need to actually speak to each other on a daily basis we can't just communicate through email Mm -hmm. so there is certain technologies and and different supports that that you can put in place to to support people like video conferencing and slack uh, messaging where you're actually creating a a virtual water cooler, I think that's really important for remote workers. Yeah. And for video calling, would you recommend something like Zoom or Google Hangouts or what would you recommend? Yeah, we use Zoom and I it's I, I feel it's not enough just to have the, the tool ready for people to use. Yeah. But you actually need to have a look at how meetings should be conducted because when you don't have the actual visual cues, it can be very difficult to hold a team meeting over Zoom. Yeah. So you need to have a chairperson, you need to have proper conduct to ensure that it, it flows very smoothly, but also really ensure that every meeting still goes ahead. You, you don't just say, right, we're working from home, we won't bother with that. Yeah. You still need to keep that business going and have a proper structure in place so it works for everyone. And then I suppose not forgetting that as a manager or team leader, if you need to speak to someone, just pick up the phone and actually call them and say, how are you doing? How are you actually coping with this? Is remote working for you? And just have a chat about it. I'm thinking of years ago in The Simpsons when Homer worked from home for a, for a while and he had a computer and he got, he got this nodding, uh, nod, nodding bird with a long nose, beak, to press buttons on the computer now and again for him. And he grew fatter and fatter and fatter because he was doing no work, really. So you got to make sure that when you're more working, you, you work, people are actually doing their work as well. 
Exactly. Like, I think it's really important uh, for employees as well. Like, people think that productivity will suffer if someone's remote working, but that normally actually isn't the case. It's normally the case that employees can actually get very burnt out because they can't get out of that uh, kind of workspace or they think, all right, I'll just keep working on this. I won't take my break. I'll work through my lunch. And that's not good because employees can suffer from burnout. So it's having guidelines in place where you get up in the morning, you get dressed like you're going to go and see someone. You don't just roll over, turn on the laptop. Um, And then during your breaks, you actually take them and it's good to actually go out, get some fresh air. And then when you're finished work, finish at the same time that you would in your office and just turn off get out of the workspace that you have. So if you have a home office or a place dedicated and go back then to your family life, I think they're really important to have in place. Yeah, and for me as well, if somebody basically has to do a long commute in the mornings, they're getting more of a line and better means they're more productive because they're not as tired. Exactly. Well, you're cutting down on the commuting time, uh, which can be very long for people. Um, and some people will be more engaged they'll be more productive but I think it is very much dependent on having your other structures in place to make sure it works because communication and isolation you know they are the really big challenges with remote work yeah and earlier you were talking about uh, when you are going online to do this stuff what kind of speeds do you acquire because in some areas of the country there's very slow broadband speeds are hardly any at all. So what would you need as a bare minimum, do you think? Yeah, well, I don't know, to be honest. It's yeah. actually something that we were speaking about this morning in our in our business continuity meeting that we've just formed. I'd say uh, most other people are talking about it too. Um, and really, we don't know what speeds our employees are getting at home at the moment. Yeah. We don't know if it's going to be a viable option. But it's something that we really need to work through in a risk assessment to see will we have reliable broadband speeds because we're down in Wexford. Uh, some of us live out in the in the middle of the country yeah. and broadband speeds will be an issue for us, I think. So we're, we're really going to have to work that out over the, the next few days uh, if it does come to a point where we need to work remotely. We have some remote workers at the moment who are fully set up um but the whole company going remote will there just be a, a number of things that we'll have to look at through our risk assessment well i do know that for example if you're somebody who just who streams like netflix or amazon prime or you do online gaming that requires five megabytes to do that so if you got around that speed i'm assuming you're going to be okay anyway which could be a good thing to go by Yes, exactly. Now, I'm I'm not an IT person myself, so thank God we have a fantastic IT team in Scurry who'll be able to work this out. But yeah, I, I presume that if, if you're able to stream, you'll be able to host a, a video kind of conference call. Or if not, it can be just be a Skype call or, or just a, a call without any video. 
just audio only exactly there's so many different options that you can have we're lucky as well that we do have uh, I suppose some flexible work practices at the moment so we're very realistic that people need a bit of flexibility so we don't have a policy where where our staff work from home, but if there is a case that someone, you know, needs to stay at home with a sick child or if there's any type of reason that someone needs to stay at home, there's never an issue. So I think most people in the company have worked from home before. Yeah. So we are in, I suppose, a better position than other companies. And I guess a good thing is if you've got something like Slack as well in your business, you can send documents to and from your staff remotely and securely and make sure the only right people get it so it's not lost in your normal emails. Exactly. Slack is great. So it would be kind of our, our secondary uh, communication channel after email. But what we would use Slack for, which is really important, is to have that kind of water cooler conversations where people are, are talking about non-work yeah. related stuff they're having a joke uh, every day and that's really important because our, our remote workers um who aren't in the office so we we've people based around the eu it's really important that they feel part of our culture and that we know them really well and you need to just provide that that platform to people to to actually socialize when they're not face-to-face. Yeah, and also for me to put right now, because of what's going on at the moment with COVID-19, you're going to get tons of emails coming into your inbox. And to try and find the ones that are relevant from inside the office is hard to find. And each with Slack, you, you'll get what you want instantaneously there and then, and you know what's going on in your company as well. Exactly. And I think even around communication around COVID-19, just having very consistent communication channel um, a very regular messaging from your senior senior leadership team is really key because, you know, there are people who are very stressed at the moment. They're looking for that bit of clarity to see, right, are my employers actually dealing with this issue? Are we being proactive? And I think just having that kind of consistent communication, if it's a daily Slack update or an email or a conversation, that can really relieve some of the stresses. Yeah, because I imagine if you're sitting there in your company working remotely and you don't hear from your boss that often, you're going to be wondering what the hell is going on with the company. At least if he's telling you or they're telling you what's happening, you're more reassured that we're all in the same boat together. Exactly. And really that the same communication that was happening before you went remote is continuing. So you do have that, that continuous contact. Yeah, and I guess for this, for remote work, and I guess what you ideally look for is to have have your own laptop. But that would be a start, wouldn't it? Or could you use a tablet? Or what would you be using? No, I, I know some companies, um, you know, they use desktops. And at the moment, they're trying to source laptops. It, it can be very difficult. Um, we, we have laptops, thankfully. But there is other considerations, like having a, a proper chair, a proper desk. Um, and just a proper space to work, even if you're used to looking at your screen uh, projected on, say, double screens, yeah. that could have an impact on your work if suddenly you're at home and you're looking at a laptop screen. So there's so many different things that, that you really do need to consider. Because for me, I've, I haven't used a desktop in years. I'm used to a laptop right now. So going back to a desktop will be a different environment. And I guess if you're working from home with a laptop now, 
getting used to that takes time as well. Exactly. I was working from home uh, a couple of weeks ago and I forgot to bring my mouse home. So I'm one of these dinosaurs that I, I need a mouse to, to work. I can't use my laptop. And I felt completely lost that day. So it, it was kind of a note to myself that every day that I go home, if for any reason I need to work from home again, I'll have my mouse with me so I'm not feeling lost. So I think it's the little things that we just really need to understand and give our people guidelines yeah. on how to make that a bit easier. Well, for me, when I got my, my current laptop, which is a MacBook Pro, I got about three, four years ago, I could not use the uh, the keypad, the touchpad on it properly. So what I did yeah. was I found a way of getting around it, a smart way of getting around it. I bought myself a, a wireless mouse. You plug in the wireless mouse controller into the side of, of, of your computer and it thinks the mouse is there and your touchpad now acts like, like a mouse should act, which is great. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very smart. <laughs> it was something that I just thought of one day. I just fell on by accident, trial error. And it's great. Now, my mouse is still there and it's still yes, have with me, but I don't use it much. But the fact that I can do this, because before I was going, oh, yeah, you got double click and you this and that, things that I can do. And, it's, and because it's only got, got one button and not, and not two, it means to unload the trackpads yeah. on laptops. How does it work? But with this, it's easy to do it. So that's a tip to have out there. Any tips like that are, are very handy to have and, and useful. Exactly. We're creatures of habit and yeah. just anything to make it a bit easier when we do have that big kind of business change. Uh, I think it is up to the leadership team to just make it make it a bit easier for people. Yeah, and also make sure that if you're working from home, that your setup is secure enough that any data you're, you're using can be compromised. Exactly. Just really follow the guidelines that the IT department set. So, um, I know there's discussions around having Alexa on at home that, you know, is it secure to have uh, those kind of smart speakers yeah. in the background? There's so many different things that we need to think about and set guidelines for. So, so people know that they're doing the right thing and they're not compromising the business. Yeah, because I know that uh, I've got at home in my apartment, I've, I've got a, a smart TV that you can talk into. But I never turn the voice recognition on the TV. Because I was, I, I yeah. knew that there's a chance to could recall what I'm saying. Other than that, nothing else in my apartment is uh, smart, is smart connected. So I'm safe in that score, but I know others mightn't be. Yes, exactly. And some people may not even be aware that there would be a security issue with it, yeah. you know. So it's just educating people and just giving them a few simple guidelines, not overcomplicating things, but just a few guidelines to follow to, to really make it work. Yeah, and I guess you basically at the moment are harder work putting this plan into place so that if, if it goes to the stage where you can't work anymore in the office, you're ready, to, you're ready to work from home. Exactly, yeah. We're putting plans in place at the moment. We're running through all the risks. And I suppose the key things at the moment are kind of office hygiene and just ensuring that the communication is there for, for people. So they're getting a, a kind of clear and concise message daily that's coming from a reliable resource. Uh, because there is lots of fake news going around and so much clickbait out there that you really just want people to get the right information 
and also let them know how we're responding to it. So uh, any kind of guidelines that we're putting in place on our next steps on a daily basis, I think is really important. Yeah, and I guess one thing is don't don't believe everything you see in WhatsApp, latest newspaper online. Make sure though, what information that you've heard, make sure that you've told your your, your company or, bo- or employer, your boss, I've heard this, like I've heard from numerous sources that next week, they're closing down schools. Now, because I've heard from more than one source, I can more or less guarantee that's going to happen. It hasn't been yeah. necessary, but it will do. But if somebody sends you a, a photograph on WhatsApp, saying, you know, oh my God, they're closing down the school in Galway because of this, there's an ambulance. That doesn't tell you when it happens or where it happens. You're just assuming the picture is real. Exactly. And, you know, by nature, people want to share that with other people to spread the news. So they could put a message up on Slack and it's a big conversation point and other people are sharing other kind of fake news items yeah. and it builds from there. So I, I would just inv- advise everyone just to stick with, um, you know, communication that you're getting from your employer and from reliable resources like the HSE because otherwise you, you would just drive yourself a little bit mad <laughs> trying to keep track of all these stories. You saw it two weeks ago. There was a so-called uh, scare in per- an hotel in Pear Street, and the name this hotel and said there's an ambulance outside. So fuck off, a ambulance outside it, and something has my gear. And they were saying, you know, this is a, this is a very very uh, bad scare. The hospital, the hotel's in lockdown. The name the wrong. The name the hotel, which is not on on Pear Street. It's on a street next to it, and the picture actually was of a of a of a office block on Chesterton Ski. I live near where this was supposed to be happening, and I knew it was rubbish. But the amount of people on WhatsApp sharing their sticking it was real. And then the hotel finally came on Twitter and said, us and the hotel in the area, we're not involved in this, it's fake news. The problem is, people right now are panicking, and when they shouldn't be. Exactly, and um, you know, businesses will, will suffer from then fake news that, that I mean, probably hotel on Pier Street probably had a, a decline in bookings, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, I think it is dangerous and we need to be very mindful of it. And I think it would be, it would be, it would be great if company decided once a day, either the morning or the end of the day, they're going to send a, a, a newsletter, be Slack or email, tell them latest news that they know of, where this virus is happening, it was happening basically uh, in, in the town that you're based in. We're going to shut down for the moment. Or if the government say no more travel abroad, but the moment they said right now, you can't travel to Italy. They're recommending that. So maybe you can tell your employees any trips abroad right now. The government is saying this and we're going with what they're saying. Exactly. Like that's what we've decided that, that we will do. We'll have um, communication with our employees on a daily basis, updating about the, the local situation. So the number of cases in Ireland, yeah. if there's any in the local area. And then also the areas that our remote employees are in as well um, to, to update them. And w- we deal with the UK market. Yeah. And um, so we will be speaking about that too. Um, but yeah, and really any updates from kind of business continuity, because I think if you have that daily reliable resource of information, it, it can just put your mind at ease a little bit. Yeah. And also, I guess, if you're a member of a chamber of commerce or other business groups, liaise with them and find out what they're doing for their members. 
Exactly, yeah. And I suppose don't be afraid to to pick up the phone even to to other companies to get ideas um and just to get some some support from the relevant areas. Yeah, I guess if you're a company that's that's in a, a cluster hub of different te- different companies all together in the same building, maybe you should all get together and have one unified policy amongst all of you is what you should do. So you've all got a unified voice. Yeah, certainly. Um, but I think really just following the advice from the, the HSC at the moment yeah. is, is the most foolproof way to, to proceed, really. We, we could get bogged down in, in all the details, and it's just very straightforward if you keep to the, the advice of uh, the, the Irish kind of HSE and the World Health Organization. I guess what you don't want is for your employees, uh, if you decide we're going to remote work and not all your employees, no, one of your employees walks into work in the morning and finds out no one's there, it's good to have a unified voice. And if you tell your other companies you, you, that work nearby you and civilians that you're closing down for this, maybe just think about it too, it, it might help as well. Exactly, even down to having a communication channel. Can you text everyone within a couple of minutes? Can you send out, you know, a mass WhatsApp message, whatever the channel may be, to actually notify people at very short notice? Uh, it's very important. Yeah, because what you don't want, you don't want basically uh, at half eight in the morning tell your employees, sorry, we're, we're closing down today. When half of them could be on the way to work and if yeah. they're driving their car, they can't see their, their messages until they arrive. Exactly. So it will be letting people know in advance that, you know, if there is an emergency, uh, this is how we, we will be contacting you um, and that there is no delays, that there is one responsible person who's ready to do that. And just everything is really clear, you know. Yeah. And I guess ideally you'd be looking to tell your, your employees that if we're going to do this, we've got about four or five working days to get this in up to get this properly working and maybe sooner but you're hoping that by by at least this Friday or next Monday you'll be ready to go with this yeah and I suppose what I think we have time now to actually look at every eventuality yeah and plan for this so even if there is a company who hasn't worked remotely before and that is quite alien to them that they can do a bit of research um there is actually a really good book that I read on uh it's called remote office not required and it, it goes through kind of all the challenges of remote working yeah. and any kind of hesitations that people would have. So I'd really recommend reading that. But also having some sort of trial where you have a team working from home for a day to see how that goes. Or the whole company working from home for a day to see if, if it actually can be done before an emergency happened and you have to go fully remote within the space of a few hours. Uh, so I think trials are very important. Yeah, and don't wait till last minute. Start planning. Like if, if you're planning this on a Friday, when you have a good idea on Monday, we're going to be in a kind of a told no work from our office, you should make sure that you don't have the weekend to plan it. You should be planning right now for this eventuality. 
Exactly. I think, yeah, everyone is just being proactive right now. Who knows if we ever will get to a point where we need to work remotely. Hopefully we won't. Hopefully we have all the kind of systems and processes in place that we have good hygiene standards and and that we can put our our kind of employee safety um, at the paramount and, and work through this. But no one knows what's around the corner, really. So you just have to plan for all eventualities. Make sure you've got lots of, lots of hand soap and sanitizing units there in place so your employees are kept clean. Exactly. I think um, that's really key because there's no point in going out to employees with these guidelines on, you know, washing your hands, disinfecting your workplace if you don't actually have the supplies in there. Um, we had someone in actually, a, a medical professional to actually show us how to, to wash our hands at a team meeting yesterday. And they really pushed that, you know, you have to have the, the right equipment there ready to go. Um, and even if it's a case that uh, you can't get something that, you know, you're following advice and you have a substitute. I know hand sanitizer is in high demand at the moment. Uh, but proper hand washing and having you know your hand towels ready and disinfecting areas and um, that that will ha- having that kind of practice in place will give people the reassurance that we're doing everything we can can do to keep this virus out of our workspace yeah and also make sure that you clean your your mobile phones on a regular basis as well because they can carry germs too Exactly. Yeah, everything that you touch, and you, you know, you're, and it, it really is everyone's responsibility. Uh, that's what we're really looking at at the moment. You know, we all need to look after each other right now. So yeah. we all need to just get up, clean uh, our whole workspace at the one time, disinfect everywhere, so there's no cross contamination. So. It is a, a very valuable exercise where we're all going to have to just pull together to to really kind of minimise the risk for everyone's safety. Yeah, and I guess right now, because if this ever happens again in the future, we're prepared for it now. So in the future, say it happens again in five years' time, because we've done it already, we're prepared to next time to know what to do and it won't take us long to get ready for this. Exactly, yeah, and even it is good practice um, because every winter we suffer some sort of bug or some sort of flu that makes its way around our office. Um, So even just having these practices in place, um, maybe not to the the high extent that we will have them soon, but it is just good practice to keep good hygiene in the workplace. Yeah, it reminds me of years ago in a company you'd be there and every now and again, they do a fire alarm drill. So for now, one month a year or every so often, you would do a remote working drill to make sure you can do this and put it in place. Exactly. It's all about just practicing things to that, that you have to get right, you know, and just having the supports there for people because we're talking about people's safety and people's health, Yeah. you know, and that really just can't be compromised. No, because sometimes... The people that we're talking about could be your loved ones or it could be somebody that the company can't do without. Like if your main uh, IT guy is, is, isn't there, how do you cope? 
Certainly. And like that is a big discussion point at the moment is if, you know, a percentage of your workforce, if they weren't able to work, do we have coverage there for all those critical tasks to actually, you know, remain in operation? So that's something that, uh, you know, companies are going to have to look at to see, do we have enough coverage? Do we have people skilled in other areas to, to cover all those key tasks to keep going? And also, if your some employees are in self isolation, can will they still be able to do their job remotely as normally, or will anything change? Yeah, well, thankfully, um, we do see that it, it would be viable for our workforce to to work remotely. Yeah. Um, you know, at the moment, we do have uh, teams that that kind of travel uh, to our customers in the UK a lot. So we do have people on the move and then we do have some remote employees um, who are working remotely 100% of the time. Um, so we are kind of well equipped, but I know there are um, you know roles out there where you just cannot do the job remotely, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, which will be a big challenge for them. Yeah, I guess you're lucky because what I work for is Washington News. All of our staff work remotely. So for us, it's not an issue as such, but I know others who who can work remotely at the moment, they're not set up for that. And that's the challenge. How do they work without getting worried about it? Because if you get stressed because of this, it's not going to be a healthy work, work environment to be in. No, no, it's really not. And I think just um, providing reassurance to people by just planning ahead and being proactive, it's the only way you can really do it. Yeah. Um, just thinking about all those little things, like what we mentioned earlier, about you know taking your breaks when you're at home getting dressed having a good chair it's all the little things really that build up to to someone's experience of working from home so it's not a massive culture shock when they actually go to do it because at times work from home you kind of might think you get a bit lazy complacent and you'll be going up and down and get snacks all the time and you won't really feel like you're in work environments you got to make sure that you, you can Picture as a work environment and working it that that way, that kind of way. Exactly, and even companies that have like you know daily kind of active challenges where they're doing sit ups together yeah. as a team in the office, they should continue those practices at home. And it, you know, it's really good to get everyone involved if if you're interested in doing some sort of exercise. You know, you could do it through Zoom. You could have some kind of Slack challenge where you're, you're getting people to be active, but just from home. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some, you can get creative with it as well, you know. Well, creative is something else. Because I'm thinking right now, if you're working remote, if you can get creative and say, for example, if, you, if, if whoever wins this challenge uh, gets a free meal, something that's of value to them that's going to be important, that might work as well. Exactly, yeah, you could do it for a bit of fun or have some sort of incentive in place and just use that uh, kind of general non-work chat to, to just get someone go, get something going and get everyone involved in talking because some people don't feel as comfortable as talking on the likes of Slack, but if you have some sort of, uh, you know, discussion point to start with, it yeah. can always help. Yeah, I guess if, you, if you're all talking of the same hymn sheet and talking about something that's important rather than mindless chit-chat, 
it's easier to do to uh, get on with the, with what you're doing exactly yeah so just have some sort of uh, kind of initiatives there to to aid that communication yeah and i guess have a baseline like this is what we're going to be talking from what we're going to be dealing with and don't be afraid to to talk about anything that you think might affect the work i if you knew that a uh, courier came to work had the virus don't be afraid to tell your staff about this just in case you want to make sure they don't get it either so always communicate what's happening yeah, I think 100% transparent, transparency, uh, certainly around issues like this. And, you know, getting your staff involved in the, the whole planning of it, um, it shouldn't just be fully led by your leadership team. You know, you should have people from other areas of the business um, giving their point of view and contributing towards it because it is everyone's responsibility to actually keep the business going yeah. Yeah. and keep everyone safe and healthy. So it, everyone has to just come together and, and collaborate on it. I guess the collaborate and come together is is probably two most important points from this conversation that if you're doing that and you and that means that everyone is thinking the same thing, same thoughts, working the same way, and you have less issues in the long term. Yeah, certainly. And I think just, you know, being um aware of of other people as you would if you're in the office with them. Yeah. So if you're working remotely or if it's coming to a point where um, you know, s- someone is very fearful that that they may be sick, that there's stress there, um, that you actually just speak to them so that you know peer to peer that you, you reach out to someone and just check in and see if they're okay because sometimes we get so bogged down in the details of our planning and, and issues like that that the most important thing is that we're just actually speaking to each other and saying listen are you okay and once we have that support in place I think everything else uh is kind of secondary to that. Yeah, and I guess also if you know somebody who's very seriously ill at home, make sure that they've got enough supplies in it that they're not going to be uh, malnourished or whatever. Exactly, yeah, that, that, that people, you know, have that information that they do need to be prepared and stuff like that. And, you know, most employers do have a, a force majeure policy in place that if there is someone sick that you need to tend to, that you will have the, the time off work to be able to, to do that, which is a good support. Yep. And on that note, thanks so much for that, Lisa. That was a great and enlightening conversation. And I'm sure a lot of companies and business in Ireland will be looking forward to hearing this and uh, following your excellent advice. And have a great day. Thanks. For Thanks that. so much, Thanks Thank very much. You. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.